Buenos dias. <laughs> this is going to be rather impromptu, so you're just going to have to bear with us this morning. Uh, I'll just update you on the fact that only three of us made the connection flight from Dallas to Nashville because the plane from Guatemala City was about 30 or 45 minutes late leaving off, which left us practically no time to go through immigration, customs, and then check the bags again. We were just running like crazy, those of us who got there first. So three of us made it. The rest of them were supposed to be on a 7 o'clock flight out of Dallas, but I think some of them still haven't left Dallas. So, But we got... We got some of the luggage on our flight, so we brought that back. But um, you'll just have to be with us because it's going to be very impromptu. I asked uh, Micah, I said, what can I do? She said, be worship leader. So I said, okay. But you know how well organized and planned they are. It's already in there in the basket. It's probably been in there for two weeks, you know. But So she planned everything except I, I'm not doing the sermon, Okay. That I don't have, but I will update you just a little bit later uh, when it does come time for the sermon on some of the things that we did. Next week, uh, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be our presentation to you. That will be the service, and then, of course, we'll have the dinner afterwards in the um, fellowship hall, covered dish. So um, I'm going to just do announcements now and... um, and I guess the one I had checked, too, was, you know, next uh, Sunday with the potluck dinner, um, immediately after church. Um, and I think the girls have the slumber party on July the 22nd, and the guys, and you can look at that and read specifically what they're doing. Um, does anybody have a, any announcements, special announcements that are not on here? Okay. All right, let us worship God.
Will you please stand for our call to worship? Have you seen? Have you heard? Our God is good and mighty to save. We have seen and heard, but God's work is not done. We have been saved, but we still need God every day. Would you join me in prayer? Lord God, you know our hearts. You see our private sins, our deepest fears, our greatest hopes. At times we back away from you, back away from the church, because we don't feel like we have enough time for you, enough energy for you. We build walls to protect ourselves from the demands on our lives. This morning... We acknowledge that we don't have enough time or energy to avoid you. Thank you for your abundant blessings. Give us courage to leave our walls and feast at your table. May you be glorified by our worship this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And just please remain standing for the first hymn on page 612. be seated. One of the oldest human impulses is to fall into and use to fall into and use and then mentality we are right and they are confused. We are wise and they are misguided. 
We are honest, and they are crooks. They need to listen to us, but in the sight of God, we are reminded that we all fall short. So let us confess our sins again using prayer of confession and is printed in your bulletin. Holy Spirit, you see the ways we divide your house. You see the ways we divide your church. You see the ways we build ourselves up and tear others down. We sinned by counting ourselves more important than neighbors and our desires more important than yours. Today we tear ourselves down and humble ourselves before you. Lord, hear my sins and have mercy on me. Please continue a silent prayer. God has heard your confession, what you bring to him in humility. He is quick to forgive. Know this, the blood of Christ is enough for you. You are forgiven. With our walls of pride and sin overcome by Christ, we are free to share a sign of peace with one another. The peace of Christ be with you all. Please come down. Please come down. Miss, Miss Mariana is going to help you this morning. Will you join me in a prayer for illumination? Holy Spirit, let this ancient prayer speak for our hearts today and give us eyes to see God acting in our midst. Amen. The New Testament reading is Luke 10, 38 through 42. Our New Testament reading today is the story of Mary and Martha. It is a perpetual reminder that we can become so immersed in our daily lives and responsibilities that we fail to listen to God. We fail to speak with him. We fail to follow him. So hear this story again and listen for what God is saying to you. Luke 10, 38 through 42. Now, as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, you do not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. The word of God for the people of God. This church seeks God's guidance in scripture and prayer for all its ministries, and we earnestly seek to do God's work in the world, whether it's buying curriculum for Sunday school classes, helping those who are in need with food, or bills in our community, tutoring in Hollywood, 
caring for our beautiful sanctuary, or sending representatives all the way to Guatemala. The mission of this church is made possible by your generosity. Thank you and know that your gifts are being put to good use building the kingdom of God. Now let us remember again God's generosity to to us and give with grateful hearts our tithes and offerings.
the scripture reading is 2 Kings 7, 3 through 9. Now there were four leprous men outside the city gate who said to one another, Why should we sit here until we die? If we say, Let us enter the city, the famine in this, is in this city, and we shall die there too. But if we sit here, we shall also die. Therefore, let us desert to the Arabian camp. If they spare our lives, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. So they arose at twilight to go to the Aramean camp. But when they came to the edge of the Aramean camp, there was no one there at all. Six, uh, verse 6, For the Lord has, had caused the Aramean army to hear the sound of chariots and of horses, the sound of a great army, so that they said to one another, The king of Israel has hired the kings of the Hittites and the kings of Egypt to fight against us. So they fled away in the twilight and abandoned their tents, their horses and their donkeys, leaving the camp just as it was, and fled for their lives. When these leprous men had come to the edge of the camp, they went into a tent, ate, drank, carried off silver and gold and clothing, and went away, went and hid them. Then they came back, entered another tent, carried off things from it, and went and hid them. Then they said to one another, What we are doing is wrong. This is a day of good news. If we are silent and wait until the morning light, we will be found guilty. Therefore, let us go and tell the king's household. And I think Ryan was going to do outside the walls as the topic for today, which is perfect for what we did last week. And it wasn't just the group of 11 that went down there as a team, but it was the entire church. With what all of you did, you helped us out. And I'll talk just a little bit about it uh, in just a minute, some of the specific things that I've just quickly jotted down. And, but next week, you're going to get a much more detail. And I don't want to you know, overset my boundary today because I want you to hear next week some of the phenomenal things that went on. It was just unreal. But uh, I want, I mean, art was just wonderful to take us. And then last night came and picked us up, the three tired ones who did make it through Dallas. And um, it, it, the timing on that was crazy because we got all of our, we were we had to wait to make sure to see how much the luggage was going to get there because we were going to bring all the luggage back and so we waited we waited you know finally we got everything situated we walked wheel out all of our luggage there's art he was just driving up it was perfect timing <laughs> and so um had a wonderful trip back connie connie helped driving us over and then oh uh, Art drove us over and back, so we are so appreciative of that. They should have enough cars, though, in uh, Nashville to get back home without anybody going to get them, but we're so appreciative of that. Um, the Down there, the uh, past, they have two pastors of the church, and it's, it's a husband and wife, like we have, and their names are Fanor and uh, Socorro. They could not have been more kind to us, generous. They were always there with us. And that is no easy task in the awful traffic of Guatemala City. It is crazy. You try to avoid and go around as much as you can, but um, you a 15-minute trip can take 15 minutes without the traffic. Otherwise, it could take an hour without the traffic. So you you really never know exactly how long it's going to take you to get one place to another. But we had a wonderful driver down there. Um, We had a van, and um, he was great. He was a good driver to deal with all the traffic. And motorcycles, in and out, in and out. I don't see how they do it. But they did. I tried not to look. I tried to just close my eyes. <laughs> pray, okay, let's get there and back and not hit a motorcycle. 
But um, this was an outstanding team that worked together so well. And uh, we took bags and bags and bags of eyeglasses. I, I don't know how many we took. And I think nearly every one of them uh, was given away. We had some left over, and they left them down there. And um, in Norman and Therese, there were some children and adults that they did not have the right prescription for, and they are so kind. And they're going to come home, make the glasses, and send them back. And they, Teresa said that they couldn't, you know, they couldn't believe they were going to do that because most people don't, most of the people that come down to help don't. They just say, you know, here's your glasses with what we have, and that's it. But they are so kind-hearted. And they said, can't do it. I just, we just can't do it. We're going to, especially, I think, they're with the children. You know, it's just, it's hard, you know. So they're going, one way or another, we'll get them back. There's another going in August. We may send some eyeglasses back with them or um, mail them. It's probably safer to just send it with the group because you never know if they're going to get to the right place or not. So, but hopefully, hopefully they'll get that all worked out. Um, and we, everybody helped sort glasses. We got down there, we sorted. The next day we resorted. So I will tell you the most phenomenal thing that happened, the first thing, the most phenomenal thing that happened was that we got through customs down there without a problem. And I think we were all shaking in our boots, you know, because they can just, you know, they see these. I, I had a lot of the dental uh, equipment in my suitcase, and I thought, oh, dear, they're going to look at that, and they're going to say, what are you doing here with that? <laughs> but we were so fortunate. The only suitcase that got opened up at, uh, was Dus's. And the only thing they said was he had a bag of the yellow rice that we were going to use in one of the little activities with the children. And um, we all had bags of rice in our suitcases, I will tell you. But they said, he told us, he said, Okay, you're not supposed to bring Bryce into the country, but I'll let you get away with it this time. So that was it. We did not lose any, any of our supplies going through customs. And that is tremendous. And, and Beth said, well, there was a lot of praying going on too. <laughs> and it was because we were all shaking, just like, oh no, you know, they're going to find, and they'll take it because they think you're starting a business and you're not paying the proper taxes and so forth. So um, that's what we were most scared of. Once we got through customs, you know, down there, we're like, we're home free right now, you know. So, um, but we all worked together. The, the um, We helped the medical team with, you know, as I said, the eyeglasses and so forth. And then they would get home about 4.30 or five in the afternoons from the clinic. And then if we were doing something, bagging up stuff for the children, they, they'd help us, you know. So we all helped. They had, the medical team had outstanding interpreters. There were people in the, in the profession themselves. Well, at least I know the dentist, uh, Walt's helpers were. And uh, they were just absolutely phenomenal uh, with them and helping them. And, um, and, and um, in Walt's case, it, it wasn't always easy, you know, <laughs> because the children were scared to death. You know, but she she was the one that helped Walt was very, she was, you know, strict with them, but she was so loving and kind with them. So uh, we were blessed to have such good helpers and interpreters. Um, they were. And, and so um, also um, we... The, the first day on Monday when we got there, everybody went to the school where the hot lunch program is. Well, it's not really a school. It's a, a room, one room. And we walk in, and there are, it is filled with people waiting because we were to check the children's teeth and eyes and then, and then their parents and then anybody in the community living close by. Well the word started spreading, and they were just all day long, you know, coming. And finally, at about 4 o'clock, you know, they had to shut the doors because it was nonstop with them coming and checking. And I know after the first day, Dust came and Dust was helping 
um, Norman and Teresa. He's now their assistant. Yeah. And, um, and he's proud of it, too. But um, Dust told us, and this was like about lunchtime that day, he said they have changed lives because these people come in and they, you know, it's, it's whatever their job is, but they can't see. If they're nearsighted, they can't see. And their job depends on being able to see, you know, close up. And um, they would get those glasses and they basically wouldn't let you take them off of them. You know, they, you know, they were so happy in that home. And one little boy that was so dear and special, special to us all was in the hot lunch program. His name was Javier. He was the first child to get glasses and we, when we sorted. You know, we had to sort men's, women's, children. You know, in, in different ways we had to sort. He, these glasses fit him perfectly. And they looked like little boy's glasses and everything. And um, he wouldn't take them off. He would not take them off. Well, the next day he came in, and the glasses were sitting about like this on him, you know. And couldn't get it. We couldn't get them straight. So we, uh, Micah took them for Norman and Teresa to look at them uh, that night. And they both said, he slept in them. <laughs> and so Micah had to tell him the next day, now don't sleep in them. And so they, they were, you know, they did the best they can, but I think they're going to send him s- some more, you know, that aren't as torn up. He ended up having to, he came back the next day, and uh, he had masking tape. The, they had put masking tape because I think he had done something to the nose here, and they were hurting his eyes, hurting his nose. So his family or somebody had put masking tape there. So they were like, we're, we're going to have to get him, send him some glasses. <laughs> but he was so proud of those glasses. Um, the, uh, I cannot tell you what a good job Micah did with uh, writing the curriculum. It was outstanding and planning it and everything with all the games that went with it, with the songs. And we had such a good time, you know, singing and working with them with the d- different activities. It was just... Um, quite an experience. And the first day, as I told you, the first day, uh, it was makeshift, really, in that huge room. They had some sheets or something kind of that made, you know, walls that kind of separated us. One of them was for Walt, and then the other was for Norman and Teresa. So I, we have pictures. You'll see all the pictures next week. And then, while all of that's going on, we're supposed to be playing games and having fun with the children with their activities. Well, as you know, some children are kind of scared of going to the dentist. Well, some of these were scared of what what was going to do to them. And there were times that we just kind of had to clap louder and sing louder to kind of go try and let the kids not exactly hearing what Walt was doing to them. But the <laughs> the point was, these people had pain when they came in there. Pain. And I know it wasn't, you know, it probably hurt getting some of those teeth out, but, you know, they're not going to have pain anymore. And then, um, and of course, Norman Teresa with the glasses, they literally changed their lives. And um, so it, it was just amazing what they did. Um, I think we, that those of us that went to work with the children at the hot lunch program, were absolutely amazed at the compassion of the children. We, we were told that the first day they'd be kind of standoffish with us. Mm, not so. <laughs> they come in and they hug you. They give you the kiss on the cheek. When they leave, they do the same thing. They say thank you. And they're, they, they've only been there for six months. Anai, who is the person that runs, she was here several years ago, and um, she runs it. She's the director of the Heart Lunch Program, and they know their routine. They come in, they wash their hands, they get their uh, plate. The cook is in the room. She puts the food on the plate. They go back to their table, they sit down, and they pray. They say their little prayer to themselves, and each one does that. Um, and they, she makes them eat everything on their plate, or Almost, because this is the only meal they're going to get. And then they generally have a snack. Before they go home, they'll have fruit or 
We took so many jars of peanut butter, we were coming up with all kinds of recipes for peanut butter. <laughs> and they were they were all good, and the kids loved it. So they're going to have some peanut butter for a long time, but that's good for them. And they after they finish their lunch, they'll get a protein drink too. So she does this so much for these kids because that's all they're going to have, you know, in a day. Um, she does a phenomenal job with the, with you know, they, she has to kind of screen the kids. There are, I, I think, 17, but I think most of the days we had 15, you know, because of maybe one or two, you know, didn't come. I, I think some of them had sore mouths after Monday, and uh, it was hard for them to eat, you know, or they just didn't feel good. So they, But they joined us again later on in the week. Um, was last Sunday... We all went to the church, um, which is the second floor. The clinic is on the first floor. The church is on the second floor. So we went on, and we we all joined in their service. I'm going to tell you, it is not like our service at all. They sing for probably 30 minutes. I don't know. And, And the good thing was, for us, you know, they project the words on the wall. So, you know... Oh, I could say the words. I couldn't sing because I didn't know the tune. But you know, I could read the words. I could sing the words with them. And but they were just wonderful. And then when we passed the peace, uh, I told Teresa, I said, "Never seen passing the peace like this." I mean, they come. Oh, they literally pass the peace to everybody, and they just start. They'll go across the room, and they'll just hug you. And I mean, they're just. They were so so happy. Uh, to see us, and uh, and then the lady that preached uh, was not a preacher; she was just a lay person in the church. But her sermon was on purpose, and you know what is the purpose of our life? What's the purpose of your life? And I mean, it, it was right along with what we were doing that week. And she was outstanding, outstanding. Uh, Wednesday night, we went back for their Bible study, and they, again, they sing, but not as long as Sunday. Um, Fine Art plays the guitar, so it was just the guitar, and we were singing. And uh, we both jointly sang uh, How Great They Are. They they sang it in Spanish, and we sang it in English, uh, but at the same time. And then they sang several songs in Spanish that we did not know, and uh, and they didn't have the words projected either, so we just listened. And then they asked us to sing a song in English, and we sang Amazing Grace for them. And um, then after that, we had a little bit of a Bible study, just a little bit. And it was on salt to the earth and the light, you know, being the light. And then after that, they say they do the prayers of the people, and they ask. And um, they turn their chairs around. They get down on their knees and they pray for 30 minutes. And I mean, it was phenomenal. We just, I mean, it was just a eye-opening experience for us. Um, and Finar said, he said that they had prayed for many Wednesday nights that somebody would come and help them. And um, it made us feel good that we were the ones, you know. There will be another group going down in August, so. so but we were kind of the pilot, you know, group to go down first and everything. But um, the, um, we have a lot of stories to share with you next Sunday. And, I mean, I can't even begin you know, and I'm not because I don't want to cross over a boundary of what somebody else wants to say. We have a lot of pictures. We brought back a lot of, um, you know, cultural items that we'll show you and have on display in the fellowship hall, I guess. Um, but we thank you. And Sue, I'm going to tell you about the little dresses, your group that did the dresses. It was amazing. She brought, we went to the school that day, not the hot lunch program. We went to school that morning and they brought them out by grades. And we would, those of us who were helping trying to get the little dresses, and we'd get the dresses over and hold it up to them to see, you know, now is this going to be the right length and everything. And we pretty much, you know, matched it up very well. Um, 
there were some who um, we had to give them one a little shorter, but we told them to wear your leggings with them, be really cute little tops. I have a picture of one who she got her she got her little dress, she put it on, and there's a slide in the program area, and she was going in that slide in that dress, you know. Of course, she had her, it was over her uniform, you know. And then Norman Teresa and Walt said that afternoon, some of those children went to the clinic and to get their eyes checked and teeth, I guess. And they said that they had their little dresses on at the clinic. And I, I mean, I took pictures of them in the classroom after, after we had given away the dresses and they had those dresses on. They didn't want to give them up, you know. So it, it you'll be, I can't wait for you to see the pictures of the, of the little girls in the dresses because they, it was, they loved them. They loved them. And then the sixth grade girls were the oldest ones. That's as high as it went. So when it came time for them, uh, we just let them go shopping. We just took them over there and said, you know, because some of them wanted flowers and some wanted this and that. With, we said, here, you just get what you want, what fits you, or which one you like the best. So they had so much fun. It was like, it really was like going shopping for them, which they, I'm sure, do not get to do very often. If any, <laughs> um, but I, so many of you did so so much. You know, it wasn't just us going. You know, our going down there. It was all of you who helped in one way or the other. You know, you helped us and and change lives. I mean, we we changed a lot of lives down there last week. And I mean, when I say we, I mean everybody, the whole church. Uh, is you know, it it was. An outstanding, outstanding uh, week for sure. Um, the we stayed in the air. Um, it, it's sort of like a place where the seminary students stay. It's it's kind of cross between a hotel and dorms, you know. But um, it was very nice, very pretty. It had a little courtyard, uh, and I mean, it wasn't um, like a four-star hotel or anything. <laughs> Because we had uh, the our girls, I call us girls, the girls, the girls had their bathroom, the boys had their bathroom. It was kind of like in a dorm, you know, a community bath. We were sharing the same, you know. So, so I mean, some of the rooms had uh, their own bathrooms, but ours didn't. We we had the community, but it worked out well. We we got on our routine, you know, and it worked out well. So it was really pretty, really pretty. Um. I I can't think of anything else right now that I want. I, I just jotted down a few things, but I do want to save, you know, a lot for next week. You know, some of the details of it for next week. But um, the um, it, it, we do thank y'all for, you know, what all you did to to help us, you know, go and the things that you sent. Um, it was very much appreciated by them. They loved it. And so now, um, we'll go ahead and do, um, no, we're going to sing. The, the second part of the sermon is we're going to sing some songs. And the first one we're going to sing is on page 498. I love to tell the story. Stand up if you want to.
we're going to do one more, and that is 502 Amazing Grace. And I didn't really pick it out. Carolyn had already, she had already decided on it. pray. Dear God, we thank you so much for the people of our church who have helped the people in another church. We thank you for blessing us and how we can bless others and how we have now new friendships formed. Thank you for letting us go outside our walls. Uh, In thy name we pray. Amen. All right, we affirm our faith in God. Let us join together in the Apostles' Creed. It's on page 14 in your hymnal. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, Day five, dead. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From this he hath come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
may be seated. Will you join me in prayer and for the prayers of the people? Um, I'm going to let you, I guess, we will, at, in the middle of this, you will have time for, for uh, you to have prayer requests like we usually do. So let us pray. Lord God, remember, we remember today those who are trapped outside the walls. We feel outside looking in. We pray for them that your spirit would move among them and prepare a feast. And we pray for ourselves that you would give us the courage and humility to join them outside the walls. Remind us, you remind us to bring to you our whole selves. So this morning we do. We bring you our joys with prayers of thanks. We bring you our fears with prayers for help. And we lift to you all those who weigh heavily on hearts with prayers that you will act. Lord, now hear our prayers as we lift them to you. I would, like, I would like to ask. That's right. That's what I was going to say is pray for, the, for those, the team who are not here yet, their safe arrival. God, we know that you are faithful and mighty to save. We know that you are the great healer and a wise counselor. Move in our midst again today and provide us with all that we need. And we pray that you would grant us the miracle of joy as we rest in your promises. Remind, uh, remind us of them again as we pray together that prayer your Son commanded us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, in the glory forever. Amen. All right, if you'll stand and we'll join in singing our last hymn on page 622.
God is preparing a feast, but it's outside the walls of our comfort. So I'm charging you to go and seek the outcast. Seek them in God's name, and you will find yourself feasting in the presence of God. May the love of God and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forever. Amen.